Inside DJ's DVR, a television and film podcast, part of the DVR Podcast Network. Fans and people new to the show, welcome to Inside DJ's DVR. You're here with me, DJ Tim Hines, and I'm going to bring you the Inside DJ's DVR podcast. That's right, we're here for another episode together. I'm glad you stuck around or decided to start checking us out, checking me out. If you're uh, just checking my show out, when I said us, I referred to the DVR Podcast Network, which I'm proudly a part of, and uh, happy to be bringing you this podcast once again. I caught up on a bunch of shows in the box. I still got a bunch more, some new stuff that recorded. Had a lot of fun this week. It was a long weekend for me. I had off. It was holiday for Veterans Day. Salute to all the veterans out there. Thank you for your service. All you did for our country, all you've done, and all you possibly still do. So Veterans Day is a big deal. I had some family in the service. I just want to say thank you. So that was here. I had off. I had the weekend off and did some fun things and watched some stuff. Spent some time with some friends. Spent some time with some family. Then back to work this week, back to some shows. It's tough to get back on the schedule when, you know, some unexpected days off come in here and there and throws off the TV watching schedule, but it's, uh, it's all good stuff. Everything's going well, friends and family, high spirits, and, uh, you know, what more can you ask for? I got some new downloaders, some new listeners, numbers went up a little bit. I want to say thank you guys. Anybody who's new to the show, I am part of the DVR Podcast Network, and we have a website, dvrpodcast.com. You can go over there and check out a whole bunch of different projects that the network produces. A lot of great podcasts. If you've been with us from the start or from you know the early days, you know our personalities and you know the the things we've done and the collaboration. Cl- that, that, that the collaborations we've done together so you kind of you know you'll you'll know who you like who you might not really dig too much but i find all the shows interesting i find all the shows unique and it's a lot of fun to be part of the of a network you know back in the day they had the lost network and uh you know we were kind of i was a listener back then and you know the guys i liked were on the fringe they weren't really in the network network but uh now that we've got a whole crew, it's fun to have our own network. So yeah, check us out, dvrpodcast.com. And if you can, also check out our Patreon. We have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash dvr, where you can donate. When you donate, you help us out. We uh, you know, get a little funds, get some capital going for paying for some things to keep the shows going. But yeah, that, that you know, there's some more links coming up. I got my stuff. I'll give you that towards the end. So, you know, if you want to get back to me, you could kind of pause it and type it down in maybe your phone notes or, you know, write it down like, you know, old school with the original style pen ink that you learned to write with on a piece of paper, pulp from a tree that was compressed and made into a blank sheet that you could write on, sometimes ruled, you know, the old style. Which is kind of funny. I wanted to actually bring that up tonight. So I usually take notes if I 
watch a, a show that we focus hardcore on. Like if we're doing Game of Thrones, I'm watching three, four times sometimes, you know, at least twice before I podcast. And I'm taking notes on the second episode uh, because I'll give you a little tip. If you, you know, decide to want to get into doing this or writing notes, if you're really into it and you like the show that much that you're taking notes on your first viewing, it's not as enjoyable. I did that when I first started podcasting back with Matt on Podcast Winterfell, doing the fan call-ins. I mean, I would watch the show first watching, and I'm watching, and I'm pausing stuff right as I'm thinking about it. And it just wasn't as enjoyable when I decided to stop doing that, watch an episode, then watch it again with the notepad with the pause button ready and, you know, ready to catch things that I might have missed or now be able to, you know, compress my thoughts into what I saw, what it actually meant. And on a, you know, a heavier scale, it's a lot of fun to do that. Take notes and go really hardcore into the shows. But for this podcast, I don't really do the notes thing. And uh, to be honest, like, I, you know, I said it, to be honest. That's pretty funny. I don't know if you guys are here. That's uh, one of those Larry David reoccurrence there. Uh, and I Freudian slipped it. But yeah, I have multiple forms of for- of media with me. I have this paper, this old school paper that I wrote with a pen. Black ink. I only use black ink. If you guys use blue ink, it's kind of weird. I think black ink is the only acceptable color. And uh, I'm blue ink racist. Has nothing to do with Bic as a company or Schlick or Schick or whoever those company pens are. Uh, Presto and all them. I prefer to write in black. I think it stands out better and I can see it better. Even though my Dodgers are blue, the ink doesn't belong to be blue in their pen. So that being said, I wrote some notes and then I took some notes on my phone on the notepad. So this is kind of where I'm going with all this. I'm leading up to this. Do you guys use your notepad on your phone? If you have a smartphone, I, I'm, I don't know the demographic of the show. Uh, some of you might be, you know, of, of an elder age where you don't uh, use, you know, a smartphone and have a notepad in it. But for those of us who do, I've really grown fond of the notepad. When I first got the smartphone, jeez, oh, I guess back in the silverback days with the uh, first... Apple iPhone, um, the silverback, if you guys are iPhone heads, you know what I'm talking about, but, uh, yeah, I've had a bunch and I never really used notes and I really, you know, I had it in the Mac for a long time. I've been a Mac guy since the early two thousands, uh, actually since I was a kid, but then I PC'd, but that's a, that's a whole nother, another podcast. But yeah, so I, I never really found it necessary on the, on the computer. Cause like I used to always write documents and, you know, stuff in, in pages or word or whatever I was using, but as uh you know the phones progressed, I, I kind of really got used to using the notepad. I really like it a lot. It's just I find it so much harder for the podcast to take notes on the phone for the reason that reading it back to you is is difficult. Um, if you guys have you know ever listened to podcast Winterfell, I'm a hardcore MBR, a non book reader. I don't read books often unless they have comic in them when they're called comic books or their magazines 
and I find it hard to to read a book. Uh, just personal issues. I, I fall asleep very easily after a few pages, and it, it could be at any time of the day. It's just very weird. And people give me tips and stuff. I and I just don't read. Sometimes I'll do an audio book here and there, but I don't read books. So when I write my notes, it's like chicken scratch because I write like bullet points, and I just want to talk off the cuff, you know. So. Sometimes writing in the, the notepad is, is I can't get it out there. You know, sometimes I'll use the bullet point feature, um, but I do prefer the old style with the pen. You know, I might be dating myself. You know, you, you, you might be listening to this being like super millennial man. And you're like, oh my gosh, this guy's such an idiot. He notes is the only way to go. I use voice dictation and that's the only thing I can do. I know, I get it. I got people who use the voice dictation. I see them and they're good at it. I do it and it just don't work out for me, right? I, I get, I get, I don't know, just wrong words pop up. So, you know, that might be down the road. I'm not labeling myself as an old fogey yet. I'm still in my upper to kind of, kind of late forties. I guess, I guess you'd consider it late. I mean, thirties, Jesus Christmas, Holy Moses. Holy moly. I can't believe I just said that. All right. Take it back. I'm nowhere near that. I'm in my upper 30s. Holy cow. I don't want to get there yet. I already got the hair for it. Well, the lack of hair for the old fogey age. But not to be putting anybody down because old fogies are cool and they got experience. But I want to have experience. But... I'm not ready yet, so I want to get the experience so I can be old and pass it down to people and the youngins and have them look at me like I'm crazy and be like, why didn't you use the notepad and the voice command so much earlier? Now we just use telekinesis and it goes right to the phone. You know, it'll be something like that, but I'll tell them, back in the day, I used to use a USB mic to my computer and they'd be like, oh my gosh, it wasn't air connected? He used USB cables. And then, you know, some people listen to this like USB. I use my XLR mic to my board up to my, my, you know, sound equipment. And then, you know, Axel's going to be like, well, you know what? I started a podcast and I do it on my phone now. So everybody's got that thing. But, you know, this is how we do. I got some notes, got some, some phone notes, some written notes, some ranting, which I just kind of did for a little bit. Hope you guys dig it. I'm liking the podcast. I'm feeling the groove. I want to get in it. I want to, you know, get down with you guys. Uh, I've been getting a little feedback. You know, my new friend Tara, who uh, just gave me some feedback on the podcast, is digging it. And, uh, you know, I want to get a little more personal. Some, you know, I talk about a lot of shows, but maybe it'll help you get into why I like the shows. You know, you figure out what kind of guy I am, what kind of human I am, what kind of earthling I am. And uh, we'll talk about it, you know? A lot of good shows out there. So before I get into the shows particularly, I'm going to talk about a topic, Jesus and Miro topic. Now, I, you know, I got a little bit to talk about it, Jesus and Miro. I, you know, I give them shout outs, Vice Land Show. I uh, talk about them, you know, not in too detail often. But they brought up a, a little bit of a, a debate between the two of them. Now, I don't know if wherever you're listening to this, you have a McDonald's franchise fast food restaurant. But if you do, you may have this thing on your menu. It's uh, I don't know if you might not have been there, you might eat there a lot. I'm not sure, but this is why I'm asking. So there's a sandwich on the menu, at least here in New York, called the filet fish, and it's fish 
with a piece of cheese and some sauce on a bun. And it's on the menu. So Jesus and Miro, two guys. Miro likes, doesn't like it. Jesus is like, how can you not like this? And they had a little disagreement back and forth. And they were asking their, their crew, because it's kind of like a live show where they, you know, they kind of like nod to the crew sometimes, standing behind the cameras. And, you know, certain people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they yell out. So I want to ask you guys, this is crazy. I want to know, hashtag DVR fish. That's right. Hashtag DVR fish. Send it to me at DJ DVR podcast on Twitter or on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash DJ DVR podcast. So that's both Twitter and Facebook DJ DVR podcast hashtag DVR fish. I want to know if you've eaten it, if you like it or not, or if you gag at the thought of it, hit me up. Let me know what you do. Even if you hate McDonald's, let's get a discussion going. Hashtag DVR fish. All right. So let's do that this week. Right now I'm recording. It's the 15th of, of November. And, uh, Let's see what we can do. Next episode, I'll tally him up and we'll talk about it a little more because I think it's a, a cool topic. I don't want to give you my thoughts to hinder your thoughts and your opinions until the next episode. So we're going we're gonna, to, you know, catalog that back. But yeah, hashtag DVR fish at DJ DVR podcast. Let's talk it up. All right, guys. So, uh, if you guys been following the DJ, the DJ, the, the DVR podcast network, you found you might have found out Axel's done a few Patreon exclusives. They just go on Patreon; it's just him, and he kind of does quick little half hours, you know, uh, rants and discussions. Uh, he's just he just finished one. I think it was his fourth one about Mister Robot. I. I just started it. I hadn't hadn't gotten him in five minutes even, but he's got some good thoughts and some some good ways of putting things and some interesting points of views. Now Axel's my man. Put me on to this podcast thing. Put me on to this podcast network. You know he's he's been an inspiration, and we disagree on so many little minor things, and we agree on so many cool things, and you know we just we got a good connection. And one thing we just cannot agree on and he cannot see is the love for the Marvel Universe, especially the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how in-depth and important it is. And I wouldn't say important, but like how real it is and how it mirrors our society in so many ways in the mask of superheroes in fun ways that we don't we can get lost in and relate to certain characters and he just trashes on all the films all right you know what let's let's take it back a notch he trashes on all the movies that come out maybe they're not films 
I mean, this guy says, I'm a film student. I graduated a film school and film guy and producer and an editor and a, and a production guy. And I, I've directed and I, he did everything. He's the man. He, you know, he probably even, he probably even voiced over like a trailer for a movie or a documentary or something. Like he's done everything. He's, he knows his shit. But this guy just completely knocks the Marvel Universe off the rails. And he's like, oh, it's, it's kind of cool. I watched Spider-Man. It was fun. All right. That's what it is. It's fun. You're the Mr. Movie Guy. Mr. I love the movies. I don't want to put you on blast out here. But, like, it's got to be done. Because Marvel's true and near and dear to my heart. So this might be the dividing line. You might be like, yeah, Team Tim. Because he's, like, Marvel guy. You know, like, Axel's cool and everything. But I'm going to just listen to him, you know, and, and, and not really respect his Marvel stuff. Because he's wrong. So, you know, you might think that. Because I think that. You know, he had this crazy quote. I'm going to quote him now because this, this is a good one. I have a degree in film and I know when something is good. This guy's got major huevos, major huevos to say some shit like that because Marvel is good on every level. I'm going to get into some Marvel tonight on this podcast. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to get into my love of Marvel for the rest of the run of the podcast. So until the end of the time, if Marvel pops up, it's going to be coming on my podcast. I'm going to talk about it. I might not get into the comics and bore you with what I read or, or you know, maybe I will one day. Maybe I'll do an episode like that, you know, something. But, oh man, this is crazy. Like, Axel's just bugged out. Got me twisted when I listened to that episode. But you know what? Listen to it. Because he's still good. He's articulate. He talks his shit. But he still don't know what he's talking about about Marvel. It's deep. It's heavy. And it's fun. He just can't see it on that level. It's a shame. Glenn, we need to have an intervention with Axel. All right. I'm going to leave that. But listen to Axel's podcast. You can only get it on Patreon. It's very cool. Um, I believe... You know, only a couple bucks gets you gets you in as a Patreon subscriber and, and helps us out. And you can get Axel's podcast. So, yeah, check out Patreon. Hey, guys, it's your boy, DJ Tim Hines here. And I want to take a minute out to let you know about Patreon. That's right. Patreon.com slash DVR. We have a page that we would like you guys to come over and check out. Sign up, log in, become a patron, get instant access to the podcast as soon as we have them ready before they hit any of the podcast catcher apps. It goes right to Patreon first. And if you become a Patreon subscriber and you donate and help us out and help the cause, you're going to get access to certain podcasts before anybody else. Sometimes we just throw them up there for everybody. Sometimes we throw them up there as exclusives. You know, we here at the DVR Podcast Network, we're an independent corporation, and we do this as a hobby, as a fun thing, but it costs money to run sites for equipment, to subscribe to certain networks, to subscribe to certain services, just to watch certain things. So, putting this commercial out there, just to let you guys know that we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash DVR. If you come over there, you can find out about all our other endeavors like Podcast Winterfell, The Deuce Rethread, Garrett's Wasted Time, The Film List, Westworld Theorycast, even the brand new show by Axel and Sean 
called Curb Your Podcast, covering Curb Your Enthusiasm. We have some for everybody, and if we don't, tell us. We'll watch it, and we'll make it. That's what we do, especially for patrons. So come on over. Hopefully you can sign up, log in, become a patron, and support the show. Whatever you can contribute is greatly appreciated. Thanks so much. Now we bring you back to our regularly scheduled program. Welcome back. Your earbuds are your ticket out. Welcome back. Tim Hines is podcasting what you want to hear about. Well, the subject may change since you've been around. And I'm gonna stop talking cause I sound like a clown. But who, you know, you like it. Ooh, you know, you like it. Back here where you find it. Back here where you find it. We are on the DVR Podcast Network. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, what's up? You just put up with me singing. Oh, if you guys don't know that show and you don't know where that theme song came from that I kind of did my own thing with, man, I'm old. But if you do know it, shout out. Peace to you. One love. Thanks for listening. So yeah, you guys heard it. You heard the spiel. Hook it up. We're here for the big deal. The raw dog. This is it. The big performance. The main event. The DVR discussion. Yo, what's up? Before we get into the DVR discussion, what's in the box? I want to just thank you guys. Thanks for sticking around. I think we're into episode eight here. And you know what? This is episode nine. I think last week was episode eight. Wow, nine. Holy cow. I'm moving along. I'm feeling good. I thank you guys for supporting. Thank you guys for going to iTunes, leaving reviews, star reviews, written reviews. It means a lot. Helps the podcast out. Helps me out. Because it inflates my ego and I got so happy. So I'm like, oh my God, so many people like me. No, it's not about that. It's about trying to get seen so more people can hear the show. If you just hear the show and you never interact with me, I'm cool as hell with that. I'm just happy you're listening and gaining some enjoyment from my silly banter. I give some crazy opinions, some thoughts, nothing too heavy, hopefully nothing too offensive. If I offend you, fuck you. Sorry, what happens. But... I'm that kind of guy. Keep it 100. Keep it real. That's, you know, if you're old folks, like 100 is like, like, I'm doing right by me and I'm being a swell guy and I'm sticking to my guns. I guess that would be like keeping it 100. Like, then you would be like, no bullshit. That's keeping it 100. So like all that shit compounded, you're keeping it 100. Keeping it real. Keeping it 100. As we say out here in the streets, even though I'm not in the streets, I'm down here in my studio in the laboratory cooking up podcasts. This is it. Episode nine. I'm going to give you what you came here for. Let's do it. Boom, 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 boom. Let's see what's in the box. It's time for grab the remote and press play. Boom, 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 ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. It's time to jump into curb your enthusiasm. We're here, we're back, we're in the DVR. So, last we left, there was, you know, I actually watched two episodes of Curb. Uh, we left off, the deuce ended, and really now, for all I'm watching on HBO is Curb Your Enthusiasm. And 
What do I got to say about it? Two episodes. I'm going to combine them both together and say, Fantastico. I love them. Very good. Muy bueno. I, uh, let's talk about the first one. I forget the name of the episode. I didn't write that one down because guess where I took my notes this time on that episode? On the phone. So I was just jotting stuff down. But it was funny as hell. I'd give it that much. Um, it, ha- it was the episode where they were on the plane and Ed Begley Jr. was some uh, a doctor and he was talking to Larry. I guess they knew each other from some kind of circle. And they're like, oh, we should play golf together. I guess they're in the same golf club. And just super funny, funny incident happens. A woman sits down next to them, tells, you know, she's in the middle seat. It, it, it's, it's a completely funny scenario. What I want to just get at before I talk about it, because I want to talk about that scenario, is I'm loving that the series. It's it's so good. It's always been good. Seinfeld's been so good. Larry David just writes these great situations. But they're writing way too many for one episode. It, it I, I wish they would slow it down. It's great. You know, I can keep up. But I think you could have gone through like two topics this episode and just blasted them because they're so funny. There's so many things to pick apart. The, I mean, the lady on the plane sitting be- in between, you know, them and they're kind of talking around her and, you know, it, it just, planes are so uncomfortable as it is. Uh, I mean, the whole scenario of how he got onto the plane you know, in in coach where the rest of us normal people, unless you're not normal listening to this, you know, I'm happy for you. But the rest of us normal people that I consider myself in the, the group with them, well, not normal. I'm not normal. I wouldn't say, I would really wouldn't say normal. Maybe like the rest of us people who have to fly in the normal class. All right. That sounds better. Yeah. How about that? So like, with the rest of us people who have to fly in the normal class, he had to get in there, and it, it, it's always uncomfortable. There's always someone kicking the seat behind you, or someone bringing a baby, or their service chihuahua. You know, there's always some kind of situation. You know, and, and now the that they charge for baggage, there's like no space in in your for your uh, carry on because if you get onto the plane late, they fill up. Immediately, you got to like put your bag way up front, not near your seat. It's just crazy shit that goes on on a plane. And this was such a great opportunity to keep going on with the plane scenario. Um, what they did was funny. The, you know, the woman having to go to the bathroom and, and, and saying, I need the outside seat. <laughs> she she gets the outside seat. And I guess, you know, like beautiful women just have a... a this like mystical, magical power over straight men. And somehow they get them to do whatever they want. And uh, I just don't get it. And I hope that beautiful men have that power for gay men as well. And beautiful women for gay women as well. Um, but they do have that power. And some reason Larry said, all right, sure. And he got up and I Begley was looking at her. And I, I call him Ed Begley because that's his name. And I, I just forget his name in the episode. Doctor something or other. Uh, but yeah, they move over for her. She's like, I have a bladder issue and I have to go you know, to the bathroom a lot. So I don't want to keep getting over you, which is like super reasonable because if you're like myself, I only sit aisle seat. I cannot stand 
being crammed in. I need like a little bit of space. Um, I won't not do it. Uh, I don't have like a phobia. I just prefer it. But usually someone has to go to the bathroom and you know, you got to, at least if you're in the aisle, you could get up and like move into the aisle to get up for them. But if like the window person has to get up and you're in the middle, now you got to like get up and smush your legs to the side. It's just a pain in the balls. So they could have done so many funny things on the plane, but I get why they, why they, you know, they didn't because there's a lot of good shit in this episode, but the beautiful woman strikes and she gets her way and never goes to the bathroom. That was my favorite part. I guess, you know, that's supposed to be that's the big joke. Larry gets pissed off. He goes into this whole thing. Oh, it's just so funny. Uh, then they're at dinner, and it's it's Funkhauser's uh, new woman, and they invite she invites Larry over, and everybody, all the whole crew, Richard's there, and it, it, they they get into this thing about her water and how it tastes bad, and how Larry's a dick for bringing it up, and it's just hilarious table banter that. I feel like another scene that could have just went on for the whole episode because, you know, they squashed it quick with the, with the, you know, the lady getting pissed off and taking it as an insult about her water. Like she works for the, the municipal water supplier. Like, come on. Like, it's not something you could get offended at, but it's just hilarious. I think it's really funny. Uh, if you guys listen to Axel's podcast that he did with Sean, they, they, they you know talked about that a little more. Uh, it's called Curb Your Podcast. Uh, that that it was funny. They, their point, their you know, their take on it was great. Oh shit! You know, it comes down to you know that episode was about Richard and Funkhauser saying you know. Our ladies don't like you, Larry. We gotta choose our ladies over you because at this age, you're getting some some sexy time is just important, and you know it doesn't come often for us. And see you later, Larry. And they gave him up in a heartbeat, and then it all unravels. And you know what? Stay true to your friends because they came right back to Larry. And Larry's funny as balls, and he took him back because Larry's that kind of guy, and he knew that shit was gonna go down. So stay true to your friends because you know what? Sometimes love doesn't work out. The feeling of love might last forever and should and is great if it does. But sometimes relationships don't work out. And you can't be with certain people. And sometimes you got to choose who to be with and who not to be with. And if it comes down to this simple fact. If you're with somebody that you respect and you love. Then you never will try to change them. And if they love you and respect you the same way, they won't try to change you and who you are. Now, you might develop certain traits with them and things that you decide to change and you do just openly discuss it. But if they put demands on you and they put you in situations to stop hanging out with people that you find dear to you and you connect with, they're not the one for you. Run away. Run away now because they're going to start there and they're going to keep taking that's Tim Hines' love advice for the day. Came off of right off the top, coming out of this Larry David situation. Because that's, you know, basically what his friends did to him. So, yeah, that was a funny as hell episode. Now I'm going to switch to the paper. Because I watched the next Curb Your Enthusiasm episode called Namaste on the old-fashioned paper. Yeah, baby. I don't know why I said paper like I'm from the South. 
uh, paper, got that paper, but uh, I'm on the paper. Yeah, Namaste was funny as hell. Seventh episode already of the season. This guy goes to yoga, try to clear himself, and it's just typical Larry shit. Picking, asking questions at the, the yoga instructor, Tina, and just coming to like these questions where, and, and you know, where he just, he can't accept shit. She's like, why wouldn't you say namaste with us? You know, we disres- it's disrespectful. And he's like, I'm not a namaste here. I don't say namaste. And it's just Larry being a dick. And it's so funny as hell because I can connect. And I have, you know, people in my life that just Larry David all over the place. And I see it everywhere. And I laugh my ass off inside because I love it. It's just so life. Like, why do you got to say this shit? Who gives a shit? You know what? Sorry, yoga people. And wherever the word namaste comes from that you would normally say it in your language. But I don't say it. I don't need to say a word to feel good. Hello, works. How you doing? That's cool. What's up? What's popping? Yo, yo. What's good? You know, shit like that. But namaste works for you, whatever. Larry just had a funny, funny thing, He, you know, with it. He gets kicked out of hot yoga. She don't want to see him back no more. He goes on a date, this crazy lady who's like an NBC lewdness, uh, I guess, uh, censor. And she bleeps out stuff and they hit it off. She's funny. She's got a kid with Asperger's. And now Larry's like thinking it's bullshit and... I guess because he's never been around it and he doesn't know, you know, the different levels of the spectrum, different situations come up. This guy's trying to use the spectrum to get out of stuff. Oh, it's just shit that just like is wrong, but it's just funny as hell. Like the way he does it in Larry fashion is like acceptable. You know, like if I just told you that I walked around and I got, I got a deal because I told someone that I'm a paraplegic and I went in a wheelchair and they, they gave me a discount. You'd be like, you're such an asshole. You're going to hell. Like, yeah, that's wrong. But the way Larry does it for his, the show is positioned so freaking well that it just works and it becomes not wrong. It just becomes funny. Um, if you think it's wrong, I apologize to you for, for that. You're wrong. <laughs> but yeah, it's fucking hilarious. You know that Leon is going on a date. Who is he going on a date with? Hot Yoga Tina. Uh, just more funny shit. Then they bring this whole Uber thing into the into the play. And I don't use Uber. I never did. I haven't yet. Um, I know it's all around. It's pretty popular. But like you get ratings and shit. And Larry's ego by getting a low rating really bothered him. And he's getting stuck on even lower ratings. He gets picked up in like some kind of like Peugeot European like one seater car. Oh, it was freaking great. And he's all pissed about it. Then he's got to take the bus. He pisses the people off on the bus because he doesn't know about the bus. He calls them, you bus people. What the fuck? These people take the bus. Sorry, they don't have your car. Like, And they get all mad. They kick them off the bus. It was great. It was just so freaking Larry. If you like this show, these two are awesome. I love these two. Like I said, though... I mean, I feel like you could have made four episodes out of these two episodes. I loved it that it was 40 minutes, but ah, I don't want to know. Larry, slow it down because I want to absorb the jokes 
and I want to really, really laugh. But yeah, that shit's great. I loved them. Oh, where do we go next? Let's go Gotham. I don't know if you watched it, kept up with me on Gotham, but it's, it was a pretty good episode. Like Gordon shows that like he's the only one with balls left in the city. Uh, the he starts recruiting officers, like you know his officers from the pigs trap. Like he's looking for them, and he's saying like you know come over now. All of a sudden it doesn't work, and all of a sudden that that you know the pig is killing them. And he's trying to rescue other officers. And as it's happening, you know, the pig's killing them. And he's not getting there. And he's getting all frustrated. Um, And essentially, the pig sets a trap. And Gordon, you know, gets out of it. It's a a good development. It's a cool storyline. Because the whole police department was lost. And Gordon's the last, like, survivor. Even even Bullock uh, just... I don't know, he's just not that not that kind of guy that he's, you know, lives up to Gordon. He's funny, he's great, he's he's uh, you know, been been really good in the show, but they've played him to be kind of a scum the way he, you know, just pandered to the penguin. So now Gordon's been given the opportunity to be uh captain of the precinct, but it doesn't come without a cost. The Falcon daughter like kind of rigged it. Gordon doesn't like that it was, you know, set up, but he knows it's his only way to fix shit. So we'll see how that goes. Um, you have Barbara and Selena uh, teaming up again with, you know, their little threesome with the girls, and they're trying to uh, kill the um, the whole, like, I guess their way into the crime scene. Like they're trying to kill business for the penguin. And it works out that penguin hires a new hitman. And then they come to penguin and it's just, it's they, they penguin hires them actually to try to find Nigma. And now Nigma's working, which is the Riddler. He's working in this underground fight club and running it like as like the MC and he lost his, his sharpness. So now Penguin's all pissed because his routine is making fun of the Penguin. He sends the girls to go take out Penguin, uh, to take out the Riddler. They don't do it. A whole bunch of shit goes down. Uh, Bruce, you know, which is uh, Salmon Grundy, you know, and uh, his ex-girl have like this connection. So they don't wind up killing them because of certain circumstances. And now Penguin's pissed. Kills his hitman, flips out, and we're going to see, like, Penguin off the rails, I guess, next episode. And, oh, the cool part with Bruce, Bruce is now, like, trying to show off with the rest of the rich boys because this certain girl, like, flirted with him. And he's partying in the clubs, drinking champagne. Kind of crazy because he still seems like, you know, like, I thought he was, like, mid, maybe a junior, the latest in high school. I mean, I guess certain kids are going out popping bottles in clubs like that, but I don't know. It seemed a little fishy at the end, like too much, but he was having a good time, and I guess now we're going to see party boy Bruce lose it a little bit, and we'll see what lesson he learns from this. So yeah, it was a fun episode of Gotham. I liked it. I had some fun, and uh, I look forward to, I believe there's another one on tonight, later on, and I'll watch that up and let you guys know next week. 
Oh, what do we got? All right, let's talk about Jesus and Miro. Remember, we talked about it a little bit before. Hashtag DVR Fish at DJ DVR Podcast on Twitter or on Facebook. DJ DVR Podcast is the page. Come over there, give us a like. Let me know what you think about the filet fish. Hashtag DVR Fish. So, yeah, that was a big debate on them. They had some good guests this week. T-Pain, Steve Stout, who's a big music mogul, not producing music, but he's like in the industry and he puts artists onto certain endeavors and, and investments and, and different uh, business proposals that they could get into. And he's very successful. So he talked a lot about that. That was a pretty good interview. I enjoyed that one. Uh, Amanda Seals came on. She was great comedian. She gets down. Apparently, back in the day, <laughs> her and Miro had some like Twitter beef, and she flamed him a little bit after he flamed her, and it, it, they they settled it there. And she didn't even realize it, and he brought it up, and it, it was just really funny. She was really cool about it. So that was a that was a good good guest. My my favorite guest of the week was Jeff Ross, who's like the roast master. And they talked a little bit about craft, you know, and the comedy craft and the roast craft, how Jeff does it. They talked about his new show coming up uh, where he actually goes down somewhere in Texas and he lives in the town for a little while and he does a roast about the border. He's on the border wall and he gives this whole thing. So I'm, I'm looking to check that out soon. But uh, Jeff Ross is, is great and he gives a great interview because he just can keep it going. He just, you know, he's, you know, he's got the jokes right off the cuff because he's super fast. So if you're into the roast, it, it, you know, even if you don't like Jesus and Miro, it might be a cool interview to check out. It might be on YouTube or on their, uh, they have an app, the Viceland app. Or check the channel. It might be a repeat on. Yeah, that was uh, the week of Jesus and Miro. Enjoyed that one. Curb was good. We talked about uh, Gotham. Talked about Axel's patreon pod you should listen to oh what else we got here all right you know what it's that time folks we're gonna oh you know what uh, before we get there i'm gonna talk about i got to catch up on four episodes of the menendez brothers the law and order menendez brothers trial case um can't break it down by episode i give you a little overall excuse me, overall thought of what I thought about the episodes themselves, I enjoyed them very much. I like the case. I like the the way they're showing, you know, the spoiled bratness and, you know, how they really duped everybody and how it was such a phenomenon back then. I believe it was like 1992 or three when the case was actually on trial on TV and became popularized and... Well, not popularized. I think I don't even think that's a word. Popularized. Popularized is the word I was looking for. Strike that. Reverse it. Popularized. And uh, yeah, so I I've enjoyed the episodes. I thought they were well done. Uh, you know, it's fun seeing like a whole long Law and Order about one thing. They kind of went in pretty deep. They got a lot of good details. They brought a lot of good um aspects of the case as far as like seeing how the media, Diane Sawyer and different interviewers try to grab up the people who would be witnesses and stand on testimony and get their side of the story first and kind of ruin the credibility of what they could say on the stand. And it just, 
it, it was cool. I liked them. And I, I got I think there's going to be two more left that I have to watch until the finale and I think they're doing a good job with it. Um it's you know a little little soft on the on the grit, but it, you know it's in Law and Order fashion, it's perfect. If you are a Law and Order fan and you're not watching this, you definitely should because it's, you know, it's Law and Order. Uh, so it's done in that style. But it's just many episodes. I believe eight total. Yep. And that leaves us to the Marvel Minute, which might be a lot longer than a minute. Watched a bunch of Marvel stuff this week. All right. So uh, let's start with the first. First Marvel thing I watched was Gifted. Uh, I told you about it last episode. I barreled through like five or six episodes. I think it was five. I barreled through five episodes. And now I'm up to this next episode that I watched. And I enjoyed it very much. I thought that it's just really setting a good tone of the characters without having to dedicate too much time for individual characters. Which kind of leaves room, I guess, if some characters get lost or captured... Where, where we would be a little invested in care, but not, like, heartbroken. Um, like, if they just killed them off, like, or they Ned stalked them or something at the end of the season. But it it was good. It's developing well. Um, let's see. In this episode, uh, we had Eclipse. He gets called back to go to his old gang and do a job for them. And uh, he has, you know, I guess moral dilemmas about it. His girl finds out... Um, and she follows them, and she's all pissed off. Uh, so they have their little argument. You have uh, the prosecutor and his family hanging out there, and she, the mother wants him to learn. The, I think Reed this is the doctor, the uh, prosecutor's name, and he finds out through files that the guy that her his daughter is, you know, messing around with, is a bad seed. So now he puts the screws to him a little bit to her to not see him she gets pissed but then he does the smart thing he realizes everybody's got shit going on you know sometimes you gotta let people reveal themselves and if you don't want to reveal yourself so be it just know that people are out there who know who gave you a chance so now they know you're you were a scumbag and that you're still a scumbag so that was a cool aspect of of how they handled that and then, you know, it uh, had the, the scene Thunderbird finds Blink and they, you know, kind of get their bond back. I think there's going to be a romantic link with them. They, they kind of have a thing there. They go back to trace their steps through, you know, Blink's memories of, of this place, which was like a halfway house kind of deal for mutants and where it was, uh, you know, like a foster home. A small one where, you know, a few few kids were living with some adults who were taking care of them. to And they get there to find out that Sentinel Services has been there and captured the kids and killed the foster parents. So now Blink is, like, completely on board and she's ready to rock and roll. So that's uh, where Gifted left me and left us. And I like it. I like where it's going. I think it's very cool. I think it's light, not too heavy, but still in the Marvel vein, still in the X-Men vein, and it, it it taps into that whole thing about being different. And if you're different in any way, I don't understand how you can't relate to a mutant because it, you don't have to actually get down with their power per se, 
but it's a you know metaphor for any difference being able to be harnessed into a power you know you you might be different where you are colorblind like i am i'm partially colorblind i can't see certain shades or harness it into a gift and make people laugh when you say that blue is purple and purple is blue you know it's a pretty stupid example but you know some along those lines if you're smarter than me you'll think of something you know you know where i'm coming from I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. You know what I'm saying? You know what's up. All right. So now we're in the Marvel chunk. And I'll jump to the Inhumans. So Inhumans, two episodes had watched since the last podcast. And I enjoyed it. I liked it. The It was the penultimate and the season finale of the season episodes that I had watched. So we have the first episode, well not first, the uh, I guess I think they did eight episodes. So the seventh episode, then we have Black Bolt and the crew goes back to Atilian and they he fights Maximus and realizes that you know Maximus's main plan was to re-terrogenesis. So while that's going on and he's you know, Black Bolt and Maximus are having this whole cat and mouse thing, you know, uh, trying to figure out what's going on while they're stopping the dome from going down. Uh, Gorgon gets put into the Terragenesis chamber. So now he's in the chamber, which you're not supposed to do Terragenesis twice. And he comes back all messed up. And he's like, doesn't know what's going on. He's disoriented. Seems stronger than ever and angrier than ever. And we find out that, you know, he you can do it. So now knowing he can do it, is it possible Maximus can get in there? Well, it's a good chance. We get, Maximus gets to the chambers and it looks like one's broken. It looked like one was operable. And the episode ends. And I thought it was excellent. Left me wanting more. And then the finale came. And I watched the finale. Got cozy. DVR. Press play. Got into the finale. It's still on the, on in Atelian. And they're finding out that Maximus really did have this device linked up. That if he didn't check in every so often. It would start crumbling the dome that keeps them safe on the moon so they had to come up with a plan the i guess uh royal family which would be medusa and black bolt and they figured out they got to get everybody to the safe haven on earth so medusa goes makes plans with uh that i guess scientist slash researcher lady that she met on the island on how uh back a few episodes ago and she goes to her boss and I guess he's got a boss and apparently they they find a place for them and they're going to, you know, house them if they can't fix what's happening to Tillian and bam, it's, it's going to collapse. What does Maximus do? Transports with, uh, I can't remember the, to the hound's name, but he transports with the, the, the bulldog into uh, 
what do they call it? The bunker. And now they're in the bunker and Maximus is just running his mouth. Oh, this, 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 this tells Black Bolt that he was responsible for, he set up Black Bolt for accidentally killing their parents. So now Black Bolt wants to kill him, but what does he do? Leaves him in the bunker that's impenetrable and will last for like a ridiculous amount of time. And now Maximus is stuck in there while everything crumbles on top of them. They get the Black Bolt winds up making his way to Earth. And we're going to find out what happens hopefully next season or sprinkled into Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which should come back, I think, in December or January. So we'll have that coming back to us. Yeah, those were... uh, I I really enjoyed the show. I, 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 I liked it. I, you know, I've been telling you guys about it. I hope you checked it out. I hope you like Marvel too. If you don't, write to me. Tell me. Let me know what's going on. Marvel sucks. DC rules. Marvel's the best. DC sucks. They're both awesome. You suck. You rule. Tell me. Hit me up. DJDVRpodcast at gmail.com. That's one outlet. Facebook.com slash DV. Facebook.com slash DJ DVR podcast. That's our Facebook page at DJ DVR podcast on Twitter. That's the Twitter page. Hit me up. Let me know what's good. All right. Oh, I also watched a movie. Another in the, while we're still in the Marvel time, let's talk about the movie. You know what? Before we get there, we're in Marvel time. I'm going to tell you about a game. Game that I've been kind of addicted to now for like almost, I would say almost two months. It's called Marvel Future Fight. It's on the, on the, I have it on my uh, Apple iPhone. It is so much fun. You get all these different characters. It's like an RPG and you get to rank them up and fight and do missions. I love it. I have so much fun because I know the characters and you, you use three characters and per board so you, you can combine powers and it's a whole lot of fun. But it's one of those games that, you know, with all these in-app purchases, unless you have patience. So I've been, you know, keeping my patience, playing the game and every day checking in, you know, and at random times when I'm I'm not, you know, wasting, you know, at work when I, you know, on my break, if I got a little few minutes or if I'm, you know, not watching TV or doing something somewhere weird or I'm at an appointment in the waiting room or something like that, I'll play a little bit. And I love it, you know. I was a video game head for a long time, back probably till about like six, seven years ago. And I just haven't had the new systems. When the new systems came out, I kind of just lost the umph to buy one because I felt like there were so many things going on at life at that point. I didn't want to waste time playing video games. I should be producing music. I should be working on other things. And... I want to game so bad, but if I game, what happens? I can't watch a lot of shows I want to watch. I can't watch movies I want to watch. And I will have nothing to podcast about. So, and then I won't do music more. So like games on the phone for me, they work. And I got this one. I got a couple other ones I play and they work for me. They're simple, especially with the ones where you got to, wait for things and wait for time to pass because I could play a little bit, put it away. 
you know, because sometimes I go ham and get addicted to games and I'll be up till 7.30 in the morning and it gets out of hand. But, yeah, that Marvel game Future Fight is cool as hell if you like Marvel and we're here in the Marvel time. And let's get into the final thing of the episode. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2 finally. I know if you you know when I'm a Marvel head, you're like, what the hell, dude? Well, as you get older and as you work weird schedules, if you ever work a weird schedule and if you get older, hopefully you get older, hopefully you never have to work a weird schedule. But time is hard to come by in normal, I guess, hours of operation for normal things. So I work a lot of evenings and it's hard to get to the movie theaters. So I wait for Redbox and I finally Redboxed Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I thought it was great. Fun, funny, stupid, hilarious, uh, and just entertaining. It's all I'm looking for. I know what Guardians of the Galaxy 1 brought me and it set the tone for what I was expecting in 2. I wasn't expecting some crazy, heavy folklore and big, heavy-duty storyline. No, I wanted fun. I wanted jokes. I wanted, you know, space exploration and seeing planets and funny space jokes. And it, I got it. I got the funny, good, the the the, the good uh, rocket raccoon jokes. I got Drax jokes. Drax was great. He was my favorite character in this uh, this movie. Uh, the soundtrack, again, awesome. You know, some people say it was a little forced. Whatever. This It's fun. It's a fun movie. It ties into everything. You know, the, if you know what's going on in Marvel, you pick up on things. You know, you heard about, you know, the, them dribble, talk about the Infinity Stones. And, you know, you hear about things that are going to tie into Thor and all the other movies. And ah, it was just fun. It was great. I loved it. I had a good time. So, I did it. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2, finally. Marvel people, don't jump on me. But yes. And Thor came out. I'm trying to get to see Thor. I, it might have to be one of those ones I do like really early. Find a movie theater that opens early and go by myself. Or a late night show. But it's going to be tough to fit into the schedule. So, I really want to see Thor. It looks good. Thor Ragnarok. If you guys saw it. Don't spoil me, but give me a review. Oh, boy. I talked a lot. I feel like I'm done. I think I'm done. That's it. I'm done. Peace out, Podcast Scouts. Hope you liked it. Leave me some stuff. Feedback. Responses. Ratings. Anything. An emoji. Whatever the hell you want. Hit me up. At DJ DVR Podcast on Twitter. Facebook.com slash DJ DVR podcast. DJ DVR podcast at gmail.com. Those are the outlets that you could get to my inlet. It's kind of, kind of erotic sounding. I don't know if that's weird. If you're a family member listening to this, definitely don't take that that way. If you're taking it that way keep it to yourself but basically just send me some feedback people i want to hear shit i want to converse peter sent me stuff susan sent me stuff gina sent me stuff tara sent me stuff axel sent me stuff send me stuff
I got people out there. I know you guys are listening all four year, five year, six year. Maybe this is a hundred year listening. Rate me. Get it up there. You people rock. Peace out. Peace from the east. New York. East Coast. L-I-N-Y. This is how we do it. DJ Tim Hines. And I'm out. Thank <laughs> you.